You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you live in your true identity as the creator of your life. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have episode 149. You are designed to evolve, so allow yourself to change. We are all designed to evolve. It is part of our nature. The body you have as a baby is not the same body you have as an adult. It changed, it evolved, it grew. Likewise, your lifestyle, your beliefs, who you are and how you see the world are meant to go through a similar evolution. We could safely say that the only constant in the world is change. Everything in nature reflects back the constant change in all things. Nothing is static. Even when the rose is in full bloom in summer, the peak season will shift and the petals will drop and winter comes. Eventually spring brings a new rebirth of the rose. There is death and rebirth many times over for the rose and for each of us. Yet so often we resist the change we see happening in ourselves or those we love. In this episode, we'll explore how to embrace the evolution of people and trust that the cycle of death and rebirth holds so much more than meets the eye if we can have faith and trust the process. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my new app, Co-Create by Brooke Snow. It's available in the Apple and Google app stores. The Co-Create app gives you access to over 100 guided meditations, new yoga classes, inspirational audio courses, and community challenges to support you living into your true identity as the creator of your life. To learn more, visit brooksnow.com forward slash app. A few months ago, I was listening to Rob Bell's podcast, and he had an episode called That was like 13 Robs ago. (laughs) And I had to laugh because I relate so much to this message. He said a friend asked him about something that he had taught a few years back. And Rob's response was, oh, that was like 13 Robs ago. (laughs) This same experience has happened to me many times, so many times that my coach, Christy, has repeatedly tried to remind me to always preface what I say with the words currently or for right now. (laughs) Five years ago, I published my first book and inside it, I published my morning schedule. Pretty much the second it went to press, I changed my morning schedule. And of course, I will still get people asking about that schedule. By now, it's changed dozens more times since then. When I do a live Zoom call for our certification program, I will respond to questions according to what I'm currently learning and doing. And this is a really great bonus because oftentimes I have learned new things since creating a lesson or a course. And at the same time, I laugh again because inevitably, even those updated responses change. Why? Because I change. Everyone changes. The only constant in life is change. We are always evolving and iterating who we are. What I love about Rob Bell's response is that, first of all, he uses humor. He invites people to use the same response and pick some wild number. Oh, that was like 11 brooks ago. (laughs) 
like 42 brooks ago. The wild number, it both lightens the moment with humor, but it also does a magnificent job of showing that all of us have many versions of ourself. We are constantly evolving. Have you ever felt like someone holds you in an identity of who you were a long time ago? Like maybe someone still sees you as the person you were in high school. For the record, I sure hope that anyone listening to this who I went to high school with, (laughs) will you please, please give me the grace of evolving in the past 24 years since graduation? That was at least 24 brooks ago. Or who I was as a new mother. That was at least 14 brooks ago. Or who I was as a newlywed. That was at least 16 brooks ago. Or who I was as someone suffering from deep depression and mental illness. That was at least one brook ago. And hey, that was only four months back. And yes, I am a new version even now. When we allow ourselves to evolve and give ourselves grace to not be held hostage to who we were at a past moment in time, we free ourselves to move forward with more ease. We also free others to be on their own evolving path as well. Allowing all people the freedom to change and essentially become who they're designed to be is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself or someone else. When we don't allow change, when we judge or shame it or try to stifle it, I know of no greater prison. This brings some of life's greatest suffering. We often think that it's change that brings suffering, when really, I think more accurately, it is our resistance to the change that brings the suffering. When we resist change, we are arguing against reality. And as Byron Katie says, when you argue against reality, you lose only 100% of the time. (laughs) The earth is in constant change. The seasons are in constant change. Even the very cells in our body are in a process of constant change and renewal. Cells die. The body creates new ones. And some scientists have even said every seven years or so, your cells have been so productive that your body has replaced nearly every part of itself. You're a whole new person. We are literally designed to evolve and change. It's our nature. Sometimes those changes are subtle. Perhaps there's been a gradual attainment of wisdom as you age and you experience more of life. Sometimes those changes are more abrupt Perhaps a life experience or accident or event or even something someone said can instantly change how you see something and you are suddenly a changed person, for better or worse. The main point I hope to make is that we are supposed to change. We are meant to evolve. When God drove Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, he counseled them to learn by experience. I believe embedded in that command is the invitation to develop ourselves, 
change, grow, evolve, fully experience life and allow it to teach you. Inevitably, as you learn and as you experience life, you will change. That is the whole point. Many people may not know this, but this is actually my second podcast. I started my first podcast in 2015 with my business partner at the time. She was a evangelical Christian, and we both loved God and wanted to bring spirituality into our podcast. But because we were mixed religious denominations, we kept our language very general. Eventually, she went through her own evolution, and our partnership was no longer a great fit for her. She changed. So she left, and I got a new co-host who was the same denomination as me. But because we had already built an audience who was used to the general references to God, we kept using the same kind of language. Eventually, I was brave enough to start solo podcasting. That first podcast was successful. Successful enough that I got a book deal. After going through the first round of edits on my book, my editor, she came back with one major suggestion for revision. She said, this book is being marketed to an LDS audience, but you don't sound like you're talking to an LDS audience at all. (laughs) And she was right. I wasn't. I was so used to speaking in a general language that it naturally poured into the way I wrote my book. She told me that I needed to revise the book to be more clear. This was a turning point for me. I saw this as an even greater invitation, not just an opportunity to change the language of my book, but my language in everything, my podcast, my courses, all of it. This felt like the most liberating, exciting, wonderful change that I could make. For years, I had felt like I was censoring myself. I wasn't able to fully express all the things I wanted to say. I had wanted to reference LDS scripture. I wanted to take the things I was learning in self-help or new age spirituality and bridge the gap specifically to LDS doctrine. But to do so on my podcast felt so out of place. Why? Because I'd created an expectation and a container for a different brook. That original podcast that began as a partnership with a mutual understanding of speaking generally about God, that was like 13 brooks ago. (laughs) So I made a really bold and scary decision. I ended that podcast and started a new one this one. I chose to start fresh. I needed the feeling of closure to an older version of me. I needed to close the energy and expectations of the people who had been listening. I didn't want to lose or offend people who didn't want to listen to the LDS perspective. This was a huge risk. Only about 10% of the people followed me to the new podcast. That is a pretty massive loss, a 90% loss. But the freedom I gained was amazing. 
the freedom to fully be myself, the freedom to talk freely without censoring myself, the freedom to get excited and make all the connections I wanted to make felt so empowering. The podcast started out small and organically grew. I spent the first two years completely off social media, so the only way the podcast grew was word of mouth. My marketing mantra came from the title of a book by Cal Newport called So Good They Can't Ignore You. Cal argues that most people today are spending their time trying to get others to pay attention to them. Having a valuable craft and skill is becoming the rare commodity. Instead of trying to convince everyone why they should pay attention to you, he suggests that instead you should put your attention towards your craft. Be so good they can't ignore you. I decided to put this theory to the test. Could I create a podcast that was so good that it couldn't be ignored? So good that people would share it for me since I didn't want to be on social media myself. It was worth a shot. So with a tiny audience and no social media for the first two years, I focused solely on my craft and skill. Be so good they can't ignore you. Five years later, the Brooks Snow podcast has now produced almost 150 episodes and reached over 1.5 million downloads. And while I hope this podcast has been helpful to people, the most important person it has helped has been myself. Writing these episodes is my therapy. It's how I work through my challenges. It's how I remember and deeply take in the lessons life is teaching me. If there has been any resonance with anyone who listens, it is only because I have had the freedom to be true to myself. And I have always prioritized writing what is most true for me right now. If you feel something, it's because I have felt something in writing it. The marketing world tells you that you need to know your target market. You need to know the client. You need to know the avatar of who you're creating for. This approach surely works for many businesses, but it has never once worked for me. Every time I try to create the avatar, it is a replica of myself. I'm not creating for other people. When I do that, I lose all joy. Work feels like work. Things feel forced and it becomes about what will make others happy at the expense of my own happiness. I found that when I create for myself, the joy and excitement and resonance that comes from me in turn resonates with the people who want the same thing. It's a win-win. For any longtime listeners around here, you've likely sensed in the past six months or so that I have changed. Episode one of the Brooks Snow podcast is like 13 Brooks ago from who I am today. Similarly, I have noticed that once again, I have been censoring myself. A common phrase that I say in private conversation is, I can't say this on my podcast. <laughs> Why? Why could I not say something in my own container, my own safe space that I created for myself? Something is the matter when home no longer feels like home and I can't authentically be myself. A few months ago, I released an episode titled The Transactional Gospel Versus Unconditional Love. 
in that episode, I confess my journey of going through a faith expansion and how I have chosen to believe God's love is unconditional. I wrote that episode last year, and I sat on it for nearly five months before having the courage to publish it. I censored myself by not sharing for a long time. Not surprisingly, that episode has gotten more negative response than any other I've ever done. It's also generated passionately positive messages sent to me in gratitude for sharing it. It either highly resonated with people or it stirred up some pretty massive resistance. So much resistance that months later, people are still sending me conference talks to put me back in line saying my personal belief about God being unconditionally loving is wrong. Here's the proof. Read this, they say. (laughs) Now, I certainly don't expect everyone to agree with me all the time. But when I start feeling like I have to censor myself on my own podcast, and when home doesn't feel like home, and when I don't feel like I can be myself in my own space, to me, this is a sign that something needs to change. While prayer journaling a few months ago, I was told it's time to be done with the Brooke Snow podcast. I knew immediately this was the right choice. But still, I waited things out for a few more months, just so I was not making an emotional decision. I've had plenty of time and lots of counsel with people who I trust, and I am going forward with it. Next week will be my final episode. I'm fiercely proud of what I have created here. Even if I have changed, this podcast represents my authentic journey And it's all part of my story, and I hope it will continue to serve people in the years to come. I still stand behind every one of these previous 149 episodes. I love them. I believe them. I believe the principles that are taught there. And I've also changed. Once this podcast is complete, I will be starting a new one. I love podcasting. Like I say, this is my way of internalizing the lessons that life is teaching me. I need that space to be able to share and express what I'm learning, and I need it to be a safe space. I need it to be a place where I can be fully myself. And I realize the new podcast, it won't be for everyone who might have enjoyed this one. That's okay. I love you anyway. And for all I know, I could lose 90% of my followers just like I did last time. But freedom to be myself is far more important to me than numbers and subscribers. Success does not feel like success if I have abandoned myself. Just like the last time I started over, in this new podcast, I'll be changing my language once again. I will delightfully still talk about God. And it will be from an expanded and more inclusive place. I want to be able to appeal to any person of any faith on any path. I will draw from the words and life of Jesus, as well as other traditions and inspired people. Truth and goodness are found in abundance all over the world. My ultimate quest is to learn to be more loving. 
I believe God is unconditionally loving and I want to learn how to be this way as well. I also deeply believe in Zion and creating a new earth where people are of one heart and one mind. I don't think this means we will all believe the same or that this can exist in any type of structure of hierarchy, patriarchy, or control. I believe to create this, we will have to learn how to love unconditionally and come to understand what true sovereignty is. My soul longs to discover and learn how to be this kind of person and to do whatever I can to help build this kind of reality for others. The new podcast will explore these longings of my soul. If you too desire to move past judgment and more into unconditional love, if your mind and heart are open to a broad perspective from many different holy sources, if you're okay to have a little mystery instead of black and white certainty, if you honor the freedom we all have to choose what to believe for ourselves, and if you believe in being a sovereign authority over your own spirituality, chances are high you'll also like the new podcast. (laughs) Ultimately, I view my podcast the same way as I view my home. Of all the places in the world, it should be the place I can be most myself. I create my best work when I can authentically share what I am most excited about in the moment. My excitement is what gives life to what I create. As such, it's time to create a new home for the new version of Brooke. If there's one takeaway I hope people can come away with from in this episode, it's respect for our own evolution and change. And to know that being yourself is the evolution Because who you are is actually the greatest mystery of all. It's a constant unfolding discovery. This is part of the plan. We all change. Nature is in a constant cycle of death and rebirth. And although death, even metaphorically, can be frightening, spring always comes again. New life comes again. Who you are will die and be reborn anew again and again and again. The brook of 150 episodes ago had enough faith to blaze a new trail, change her language, and trust that something good would come of it, even if in the beginning it looked like a loss. I've learned by experience that if I could start over once before, I can do it again. It's worth the risk to be free to be me. There's a lot of anticipation and potential that comes from planting a new seed and nurturing it to grow into something great. Here's to the next brook, as well as the many previous versions along the way. And here's to you in your own evolution of self. You are designed to evolve, so allow yourself to change. You are designed to evolve, so allow yourself to change. You are designed to evolve, so allow yourself to change. See it, say it, 
feel it, do it, become it. You are a creator. Now go co-create something great.